friends and fellow adventurers, welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord. It's an online place where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, check out our Patreon. And a shout out to those at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Wolf, Blartimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, Elisa Ellie, Toss Chris, Fizzgig, Dickie Lopez, Carnifex, Alex K, Mordine, Doma El Laca, Dr. Grinis, Forevermore, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Treehugger, and Darren W. And a shout out to new patrons this week, Eric D of Norse Foundry Dice. At the big number level, active discorder, Gold Rhino. And at the grand finale level, Jacob motherfucking Moriarty. Thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of Session 77. Having rescued a local from some vicious vegetation, he decides to accompany us into town, where we meet Est fucking Tessa Vandy. She gives us the lowdown about Willowside, and then we begin to prep for a show. As we do so, three douchebags show up and pretend to be tough guys. Moonlight messes with them. They're definitely up to no good. We put on a circus and everything seems to be going well. Then, however, we hear a fucking pterodactyl. From there, shit gets crazy. As flying dinosaur-riding Zolgaths burst through our tent and begin to cause chaos. People are running and screaming, and the Circus of Wayward Wonders prepares to act. First to act at the top of round one, Peach Pie. So I am adjacent to one of these pterodactyls. They are in the air. Nah, I was going to ask if they're in the air. So how far in the air? Well, the height of the tents is about 50 feet at least. Okay. Action one, pull out a potion of fly. Action two, drink it. Action three, rage. All right. After Peach Pie is going to be the Zolgath that is currently flying right over him. The Zolgath is riding the pterodactyl. The Zolgath gets its actions. The pterodactyl gets its. So they are separate. Cheater. That's not how that's supposed to work. That is how that's supposed to work. It specifically stated in the book. All right. The uh, pterodactyl, who is more interested in the crowd right now, is going to use its first action to fly and swoop down. And then with its second and third actions, it uses something called swoop. And with swoop, it's going to make a talent strike and attacks an audience member and grabs them. I mean, they already paid. (laughs) (laughs) The Zogath will use its first action to draw one of its alchemical potions and throws it into the crowd. And then with its third action, will draw another, which takes us over to Jebediah. It's your turn. No one's landed, right? They're all just flying up in the air? Mm-hmm. Closest one is the one that's currently grabbing an audience member. I'm going to... I'm going to delay. Jeb delays. Then, after Jeb's delay action, Wizard, it's your turn. Recall knowledge on the dinosaurs. Let's see it. Nature? Nature. Single action. Uh, 32. These are actually... I'm going to screw this up. Quetzalcoatls. Quetzalcoatls? Close enough. Sure. Could you use it in a sentence? Country of origin? Uh, There's a, a Mayan deity, I believe. Yeah, that's a tough one. 
Quetzalcoatlus, says Google. Quetzalcoatlus. Whatever it is, these things are fucking freaky and vicious looking. So what do I actually know about these? So as far as mechanically, uh, <laughs> what you're actually asking me about, I'm going to give you two pieces of information. Weaknesses, resistances? No. Nothing? Nope. Oh, that's good to know. I will give you that its weakest save is its will save. Nice. Two more actions, wizard. What do you do with them? I cast dragon form turned into a white dragon. White dragons. Nice. Right in front of Lederick, who, while holding the sword aloft, his jaw visibly drops a solid two inches. He's flabbergasted. Two inches is a long way to drop your jaw. I know. It was for comedic effect. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's Lederick's turn. So Lederick, staring at the dragon, not really entirely certain what to do, loses his first action to just sheer awe. For his second and third actions, he runs toward the Quetzalcoatlus, who's grabbing an audience member right now, and waving his sword, saying, Put her down! Put her down! That's his turn. Which takes us to Quetzalcoatlus number three, and its rider. Right below it is a dragon. And the dragon is a little scary. So it's going to fly towards the audience with two actions. Oh no, it has such a reach. Oh, it's got such a reach. Never mind. With one action, with its next action, it uses its swoop and attacks an audience member. Another four on the dice, but audience member is easy to grab. With its third action, it grabs the audience member. Now the Zogath that's riding it, instead of drawing a bomb after unleashing its first volley, pulls out a composite short bow. The Zulgath is a little concerned about the dragon. So with its second action, it will attack the wizard. And roll a natural one on the die. And might as well take a second shot. It's 25 hit. Nope. Nope. All right. That takes us over to Moonlight. It's your turn. Uh, okay, time to try out a new spell. Woo! I was wondering what you were doing over there with your, with your circles. So this is a 30-foot burst within 500 feet. So nice. This is called Phantasmal Calamity. A vision of apocalyptic destruction fills the mind of each creature in the area. The vision deals 11d6 mental damage. Basic will save. So that should hit all four of those guys then, I believe, correct? Absolutely. You picked the two Zolgath pairs that are still in the air. Up in the air, away from people, and close enough to hit both groups. Calamity, that is a will save. Oh, God. Wow. That went really badly for them. Two ones. (laughs) Quetzalcoatlus, number two, rolls a nat one. And the Zolgath from the other pairing gets a nat one. So two critical failures and one success and a failure. Tell us what happens on the critical failure. Well... On a critical failure with Phantasmal Calamity, they get to make a reflex save. Okay. This can't be good. (laughs) It's going to be real bad for them. Oof. Four on the die for a 23. He is stunned for one minute. Stunned? (laughs) Yep. For a minute. Yep. On a critical failure, the creature must also succeed at a reflex save or believe it's trapped, stuck in a fissure, adrift at sea, or some other fate in keeping with its vision. 
that fails the second save is also stunned for one minute. It can attempt a new will save at the end of each of its turns, and on a success it disbelieves the illusion and recovers from the stunned condition. It's falling to the ground, eh? Wow. Well, first, let's get that 11d6 damage out of the way. Yeah, sure, let's do that. The base 11d6 was 50 damage. Which means the critical failure was 100. Correct. The Quetzalcoatlus is having a vision of flying over a stormy sea, being whipped along by its Zolgath trainer, and it can no longer fly. It's too tired, and it falters and falls into the sea. It will, on its turn, fall. Although the Zolgath doesn't know that. Uh, oh, that other Zolgath has to make a save also. Reflex save. Looks like a 30. That fails, doesn't it? A uh, 30 fails, yes. Wow. So he is also stunned. So also stunned. Damage and control. Ha. Huh. The Zolgaths see that the ground is cracking apart and through the circus tent comes a vision of their demon lord come to devour them. Zevgavizeb. And they thought that they would love and cherish a moment to be devoured by Zevgavizeb, but all they feel is absolute fear. One of them cannot act. That was fun. Third action shield? (laughs) Well, after Moonlight dishes some deeps and tosses on some control, we are going to go over to our fallen Quetzalcoatlus. 50 feet in the air completely paralyzed, falls all the way to the ground, taking 25 points of damage. The herd tender, the Zolgath that riding its back, also cannot stop that fall, suffers 25 points of damage. Now the Quetzalcoatlus is stunned, it can't do anything. However, the herd tender uses his first action to stand, uses its second action to draw its crossbow, sorry, short bow, crossbow, short bow, Crossbow. Short bow. Fuck. And then it's third action to shoot Lederick. Gets 29 and misses. The Quetzalcoatlus does get another will save. Oh, at the end of its turn, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Succeeds. Okay. So at the end of its turn, it realizes that it's not actually a drifted sea. It's just hit the ground. It's no longer stunned. And the Zulgath stands, draws his bow, shoots at Lederick. Leads us over to the next pair, which is the not-stunned Quetzalcoatlus and the stunned Zolgath. The stunned Zolgath, let's get that save out of the way. 21. That is a critical failure, but I don't think that makes any difference at this point. It's just still stunned. So that Zolgath remains stunned. The Quetzalcoatlus, however, still has its directive. The Quetzalcoatlus flies down and makes a talon strike on an audience member. It hits. It's not a critical hit. Then uses its third action to grab that audience member. At the top of round two. Nope. I'll go. Jeb, that's right. You delayed. You go in the bottom of round one then? Yeah, sure. All right. Let's just say that you rolled a one for initiative. Well, you moved that guy just enough to make it so I could cast. Yep. I can chain lightning all six of them. Why? Why? So, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> you moved just enough. Did yeah, you delay so that you could wait for me to I was hoping, yes. into chain lightning position? <laughs> I wanted. Yeah, I needed it. Jeb, take a hero point. 
<laughs> I might use it. So let's hope I don't fuck this up like I did last time. I'll be starting at one, moving to two, and then I'll hit four. First one gets a 23 and fails. No criticals, baby. I mean, no critical successes. Ooh, 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 let's go. Critical the, failure. Uh, second part of the chain. Rolls a one, gets a nap. Oh one, my god. Which leaps to the next. Rolls a four, gets a 23. Fails. Oh my god. Leaps to the next. That one gets a 21. Fails. It's not critical yet. So leaps we get to hit the last to the guy. next one. Gets a 31 and succeeds. Yeah. Still damaging every single one of them. Okay, okay. So no critical successes, which means the chain lightning bounces across all six enemies. Holy shit. There's a lot of failures in there, too. Don't fucking interrupt my circus. <laughs> Jeb unleashes lightning hell on the Quetzalcoatlus and Zolgast, and it bounces from one that's grabbed an audience member, the one that just grabbed an audience member, and bounces through all six of them. And as the electricity cascades through their bodies, three of those six die outright. We've got the Quetzalcoatlus and Zolgath pairing one dead. Drops the audience member that they were carrying and falls over. The Quetzalcoatlus that was stunned and took the falling damage and the critical moonlight damage is also dead. That leaves pairing number four, who is the one right next to Lederick, who have currently taken the least amount of damage out of those six. And then one lone Zolgath next to some audience members. Jeb wraps up round one in a, a spectacular fashion, which takes us up to the top of round two. Peach Pot, it's your turn. Hammer in hand, and uh, with a fly potion and raging, we're going to use um, sudden charge, and we're going to get up on these two mofos who are holding an audience member, the ones that are the least damaged. And at the end of that sudden charge, we will make an attack on the uh, dino. Uh, I get a 27 to hit. Should I get hits? 27 hits. Well, it's nice to be able to roll poorly and still hit. Damage. And that's going to be 31 damage to it. And it's a big hit on it. And this one hasn't taken much damage, though. So he's it's still good and ready to go. We're going to roll again. We're going to use my third action to swing again at that guy. And... Get a 26. So that means I missed my one motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> I wonder what its AC is. <laughs> How frustrating. All right. I am done. Then after Peach Pie, the Quetzalcoatlus and the Zolgath are going to respond in kind. The Quetzalcoatlus is first going to start off by making a Talon Strike on... Ooh, what's going to do Lederick? because he was coming up, but Peach Pie actually did something. Yes. Talent strike on Peach Pie. 21 to hit. Uh, that will be a miss. That's that's so bad. Second talent strike. 30 to hit. That will also be a miss. With my fancy new armor. Fancy, fancy. Uh, frustrated and currently still needing to stay in the air, the Quetzalcoatlus uses its third action to fly. I will take an attack of opportunity on it as it runs away. 28. 28 hits. I can't roll for shit, but at least they're easy to hit. <laughs> That's going to be 32 damage. 32 is a big hit. It is bloodied. Some bone crunching. 25 feet straight up. It's looking to get its bearings again. But this time, in its grip. No. It needed to spend an action to grab. Shit. 
it drops the audience member before it takes off into the air because it tried to hit you twice. Good. And flies 25 feet straight up. It decided to worry about the thing that was a threat rather than the thing that was not. That is intelligent. Self-preservation. That takes us over to the Zolgath who is riding that particular Ketsuko Atlas. This one had an alchemist fire in hand from the end of last turn and uses it on Peach Pie. I hit it like a baseball bat and hammer it back at him. You absolutely do. It misses with a 28, but your hammer back also misses because that's all flavor. Well, because it shatters all over you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Should still have I was going to say, you still take yeah. splash damage. Actually, oh, yeah, moderate. Gives you two splash damage. Uses its second action to draw another alchemist fire. And its third to chuck it again at Peach Pie. And gets to 26 to hit and misses. So add two more splash fire damage. Well, that's that pair. They're now 25 feet in the air. And we come back around to the now Draconic Wizard. Dragon Wizard. Uh, so the two number four guys that are next to Peach Pie, they're up in the air? That is correct. 25 feet up right now. Okay, I fly up 10 feet away from them and use my breath weapon on them. (laughs) Are you large or huge? Uh, large. And they don't have the audience members, so... So, reflex save against my spell DC, basic save against my spell DC. Uh, can't use the breath weapon again for 1d4 rounds... 10d6 cold damage and a 30-foot cone. All right, Zolgath gets a 21 and critically fails. Kutsko Atlas gets a 23 and just fails. Okay, so it will be 34 damage, 68 on the critical fail. I can't use my breath weapon again for one round. (laughs) Nice. Practically nothing. Which takes us over, after the wizard, to Lederick. Lederick is looking extraordinarily frustrated throughout the combat then as you guys have been handling this situation has been looking around at the crowd screaming and running around and you guys just shooting magic at these things and them dropping from the sky and he just resolves sheathes his sword with an action pulls out his bow and fires a shot at the Ketsuko Atlas he rolls a nat 20 on the longbow shot and deals the Ketsuko Atlas 65 points of damage. Damn. No slow. Where are all those modifiers? Pretty good. Lederick downs the Ketsuko Atlas in a single arrow strike. This thing falls down to the bleachers, and the Zolgath, of course, goes with it, takes 12 falling damage, and is now prone right next to Peach Pie. Yaha! You're not the only one who can kill dinosaurs around here. I can do it better. Like, I'd want to give him shit for the fact that we'd already basically killed it, but he <laughs> did do a lot of fucking damage to it. He did a fuck ton of damage to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, excess was 57. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, it was basically dead. With all the action that's going on on the one side of the big top tent, the on the opposite end, there's been that set of uh, Zolgath Quetzalcoatl pairing that's basically been untouched and they have an audience member in their grip, and they're going to use their first action to fly up 25 feet with the audience member in the grip, spend the second action to grab, because you gotta do that, and then with this third action, fly, start going toward one of the bleachers where there's still some folks around. Well, 
that's what he really wants to do, that's fine. Whatever. The Zolgath, on its turn, spends two actions to use something called Feral Directive. And they're going to command an animal. Succeeds them, check. And gives a command to the Quetzalcoatlus. With its third action, it throws a bomb down at Moonlight, who's the closest. Range increments 20 feet. Actually, I don't even think it can get you. You can throw up to six range increments? Up to six? That would definitely get to you then. Minus two per range increment. Alchemist Fire at Moonlight. God awful. Gets a critical miss with a 19. You're not going to take splash damage because it gets nowhere near you. It falls harmlessly in the middle of the ring below it. Which takes us over to Moonlight. Well, Moonlight moves up to it a little bit closer. And since you're throwing shit at me, does he still have one in its hands? No, not anymore. No. Through the only one it's had. No, I meant the creature still have a, a patron. Yes, it does. Shit. I probably shouldn't do this. Damn it. Instead, we're just going to target good old Kesselquatlis. I need a will save. It gets a 28. That's a failure. It takes oh, really shitty damage. 40 mental damage as it sees something that's incredibly terrifying. I'm not really sure what exactly a Quetzalcoatlus would find, find scary. I thought maybe the ocean bit, but I wasn't around when dinosaurs were around. I can't get into that head. And third action will just raise shield. I guess I didn't specifically say it was Phantasmal Killer. So the Phantasmal Killer gets the Quetzalcoatlus that is now frightened. That leads us over to... The Lone Zolgath Herd Tender. This one runs up to the bleachers to assist the Zolgath that's prone next to Peach Pie. I cannot be flanked. It uses two move actions to set himself up for success in flanking, but David's reminded me. I cannot be flanked since this is a very long time ago and I always forget it. By creatures that are By creatures that are my level or lower. Have you seen the pluses to these things rolls? They're pretty bad. You're fine. You're fine. I've seen their pluses to failing. <laughs> it doesn't know that, obviously, but after using both of its actions to get into that flanking position, it is going to make a jaw attack on... God damn it, why does nothing have weapons? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong campaign, bro. 26 to hit. And he's gonna miss. Yeah, then that is its turn. That brings us over to the uh, ever-enigmatic Jebediah. This one's flying in the air, right? Yes, that one is. The yes. healthy ones? All right. Uh, the only pairing that's still left. There's two more Zolgaths, but this is the only flying pair. And there's people in all three of these bleachers up top here? or People are starting to really stream out and start to run, but think of it, this is round two. Yeah, so that'd be not a lot of time to spare. We're talking 12 seconds, so there's a ton of people still in the stands cowering, yes. I'll use three turns of movement to try my best to put myself between not going to try to pronounce the birds and our <laughs> guests. Got it. Be, that's all I get. Well, then that is the end of round two. We go back up to the top of the order. Peach Pie, it's your turn. Well, I'm going to play Whack-A-Gaff and uh, we'll smack these guys that are flanking me. <laughs> Why is it the first time I've heard that? <laughs> I like Whack-A-Gaff. First time I thought of it. <laughs> Swing! I get a 33 to hit. That hits. 36 damage. 36 damage kills him outright. Swing at the second one. 
37 to hit. That's a critical hit. I have to say, we've rolled incredibly well for these. We have 82 damage. <laughs> that Jesus. also kills him outright. 82 damage? Holy 82. hell. I rolled pretty well on that. And and, and that, that one's head just kind of cantaloupes all over Letterick. Good. That's kind of what I was hoping for. <laughs> and then I'm going to fly 40 feet toward the bad guys. Letterick with, like, spatters of Zolgath blood and maybe a <laughs> couple of bits of skull. Just, ugh! As I'm flying by him, I accidentally bonk him with my hammer. <laughs> just kind of like softly smacks him in the head yeah. as you're flying by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he oof, makes an oof, and uh, he he looks disgusted. He's holding his bow and he's shaking blood and viscer off him. And uh, <laughs> I like that. That takes us over to the wizard. It's your turn. How high up is that other guy? Currently 35 feet in the air. How high am I? You are the most high. Those guys were like 25 feet. Yeah, they weren't too far. They were 25 feet up. So I should have exactly enough movement to get right next to them then. Gotcha. Heads up. They are carrying an audience member. That's what I'm going for. I'm going to try to take the audience member from them. All right. Let's see. How do do I do that? You want athletics or? Yeah, disarm is athletics. Let's do it. What's it against? It's going to be its reflex DC. And we're not using the success failure, critical failure from disarm, but I'm using disarm as kind of like the skeleton here. If you succeed, you grab it while it's grabbing it. Failure is nothing. Critical failure, the Quetzalcoatlus drops the audience member and you don't get to grab it. What's the critical success? You take it right out of its grab. Okay. Can you hear something kind of funny? Sure. The whiz, his athletics, is a minus one. In dragon form, it's a plus 23. Jesus. Holy shit. <laughs> That's as high as mine. That's fantastic. It just says my athletics is a 23 dragon. That is literally the exact same as Peach Pies. That's so cool. Oh, that was almost a 20. I would very much like to critically succeed this. 41. 41 is... Yeah, that's critical success. Hell yeah. I take the audience member, and then for my third action, I fly him back over to where he was picked up from and set him back down. And pat him on the head with your big dragon claw. (laughs) Breathe a little smoke on him. (laughs) Perfect. Just fantastic. Well, then, uh, after the wizard, it is going to be Quetzalcoatlus and the Zolgath Number three, the only remaining two from the invading force. The Quetzalcoatlus's directive given by the Zolgath in the previous turn was to escape. So the Quetzalcoatlus is going to begin to fly through the hole. It's about 35 feet in the air, so it doesn't take much movement before it gets away. However, does anybody have any response to them moving? Otherwise, they will exit the tent this turn. I mean, I'm going to chase after him. My speed's 40 while I'm flying. My speed's 100 while I'm flying. Jesus. I'm chasing them. We're about to do some aerial combat here then. Then it flies straight up as high as it can. It has a 50-foot movement speed, so it gets to move 75 feet in the air. It's 35 feet up now, so that means it's 110 feet in the air outside of the circus tent. Can I still see it? Uh, yeah, it, once it gets to the hole, it's flying straight up. Okay. Because it's just trying to get some height to get away right now. 
Well, Moonlight will move under the rip, look straight up, and cast Phantasmal Calamity again. That's a 500 foot range, right? 500 foot range. <laughs> so we need will saves, right? Will saves. Well, I think the one that really matters here. Oh god. <laughs> Critically fails. Critically fails. The Zolgath herd tender fails. Let's see what this damage looks like first. Wow, that's shitty damage. 64 points 32. of damage to the Kutsuko Atlas. But yeah, out of 11d6, 32 is pretty pretty shitty. And then I need a reflex save from the bird. <laughs> oh, gets 19 on the die. 37 total. It succeeds. It is not stunned. Not stunned. Real hurt on that hit, but it is still up. Jeb. I'll just assist in trying to take it out of the sky here with a sudden bolt. Level two. Oh, how high up is it? A hundred feet right now. Oh, sorry. I take it back then. It's only 60. Oh, yeah. It's a hundred feet up right now. Um, our remaining guests, I try to like joke around with and tell them it's all part of the show and come back. (laughs) <laughs> Look how quickly we took care of that. Great show. As it was like beheaded Zolgas <laughs> in the sea. <laughs> look, look, guys. Dragon. <laughs> well, as Jeb attempts to hearten the crowd, we are back up to the top of round four. Time for a chase sequence. Yeah, I fly after the thing as best I can. I have... Well, my fly speed is 40. So 60 feet up? Yeah. I mean, if you go at an angle to get to the hole and straight up, I'd say you'd still be like at the 60-ish feet, right? Yeah, probably about that. So you're still 40 feet behind? I was a little like 40 feet behind it, but I'm going. That means you're just just breaching the top of the big top tent at that height. That makes sense. Uh, So you're just exiting and kind of getting your bearings. You see them. They are still straight ahead uh, above you. Cool. Well... Speaking of flying actors in the uh, circus, Wizard, it's your turn. Trying to decide if I feel like Moonlight would want to go for a uh, little flight with me. I could swing by and pick you up. You're fucking small. I mean, you certainly could, but I come scoop you up, and we you could just keep casting spells. (laughs) You hit that. You hit that guy one time, and he's dead. You breathe on him. And I, I mean, I can't get up there fast enough. Though is my thing. I thought you said a hundred. Your breath weapon is passed. I mean, it'd be two actions to go up a hundred then. Yeah, so you'd be right next. Whoa, to wait! How high up am I still? I'm still like thirty feet up, aren't I? No, I went and dropped that guy down on the ground. Yeah, you you patted him on the I, head. I stated I dropped him down on the stands, so I'm I'm ground level. So it's gonna be two actions just to get straight up. I doubt I can get to it in two actions though. So it's going to be three actions just to get right next to it, basically. I mean, you're going at like a 45. Obviously, yeah, but it, yeah. do we it's think it's enough? Be it would still take all three actions to get yeah. next how big to is, it. How big That's is the, the terror? The terror is about a 15-foot gash. And then, yeah, I just fly up after it, then. Right Got next it. to it. So then, yeah, you get up right next to this thing, then. Does your dragon form get a uh, attack opportunity? No. I wish. It just gives me, you know, a plus 24 to my current athletics, so I'll take that. The escaping Zolgath and Quetzalcoatlus duo are going to do first... The, Zo- the Zolgath is going to take over here on initiative a bit. It's going to go before the Quetzalcoatlus does. And it is going to draw its short bow with one action and then shoot at the wizard. Gets a 34 to hit. That does hit. 
Alright, the wizard's gonna take 19 points of damage. Cool. Because the Zogath is mounted, it actually deals an additional D8 damage, so you're gonna take an additional 3 damage on that hit. There's a really random... Like, how do, how do they try to explain why that happens? Uh, it's like, oh, hey, you happen to be mounted. You get an extra D8 of damage. I don't know. I just picture anytime the wizard takes damage, it's just he's super dramatic about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Even in, like, dragon form, he's like, oh, I've been injured. He's just falling backwards. He took 12 damage after temporary hit points. Like, fuck you. Even as a dragon, he's like, oh, <laughs> uh, let's see first action to draw the bow second action to shoot it gonna shoot for another time just trying to like get you off of them fails miserably with the 17 it brings us over to the Quetzalcoatlus uses all of its actions to fly 150 feet away from the wizard northeast cool then that takes us over to moonlight I can't imagine there's much you can do nah moonlight makes some diplomacy checks for the people I get a 39. Hold that roll, because that's really good. Hold that roll. We'll come to that after our sky battle. Yeah, I'm just saying that's what Moonlight would be doing right now is damage control. I call in Turtle and continue the show. <laughs> Grand finale time, folks. We start doing some tricks. Uh, Peach Pie, it's your turn. I continue flying after it. How far away is it from me now? So from the place where you were 40 feet away from it, it is now 150 feet northeast of that location. Yeah, it actually flies faster than you do. It does. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to catch it. Wizard, you going after it? Yeah, I got this. Grab me. I'm way past you. I watch the wizard in dragon form fly after it, and I think, uh, I guess he'll take care of it. But I want to watch, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep flying up. I'm going to keep heading towards it. I just want to see what happens and be there in case the wizard needs me. So I fly after him, just I can't keep up. Got it. So if we need you, you're a round or two away. Yeah. Yep. Got it. All right. Uh, which takes us over to the wizard. It's going to take me two actions to fly after it. Third action, I'm going to attack it. The Zolgath of the Quetzalcoatlus. Quetzalcoatlus. Take out the thing that's flying. I bite at it with my jaws. I try to tear out its throat. I don't, I don't know. Something graphic and disgusting. <laughs> I get a 38 to there hit. There it is. Critical hit. That's a critical hit? That's a critical hit. That's all piercing damage. And this is cold damage. So 41 damage on the crit. Wizard's dragon form rips the throat out of the Quetzalcoatlus. And I watched the Zolgath drop out of there. I was going to say, yeah, there's no way the Zolgath damage. is surviving this. Oh. Oh, wait. He probably will survive this. Zolgath is totally surviving this. Okay. That was my third action, so... Zolgath survives. A 50 or 100 foot fall? A 100 foot fall, apparently. It survives. You take half damage of whatever you fall, so 50 damage doesn't kill it outright. That's one of those things about Pathfinder and D&D in general. It's like, yeah, that's Falling. not realistic. <laughs> no, realistically, that that's a 50-foot fall. You're dead. It's probably just to get rid of, like, cheesy shit of, like, grappling someone and letting go. Oh, for sure. Just, yeah, like, yeah. one-shotting anything. Like yeah. <laughs> so the Zolgath has fallen. Wizard, you did that. It's going to spend its round standing up and running to the northeast, but... I fly down after it and chase it down and murder him. You've got all the control here, man. There's no way that I it's not going to end I just chase after him, start shooting some breath weapons at him. 
I do bring its corpse back. Jesus. Just eat it. <laughs> the, the tender, the quad. Both. I'm not just leaving bodies around. <laughs> I'm not a fucking litter bug, man. Like, I'm bringing them back. Do you not care about our planet? As a druid, how do you not what? care about the planet? They will decompose and feed the. Yeah, that's natural order right there, bro. That's totally natural. That's true. Fuck. <laughs> I still bring them back to loot them. I'm not going to loot them in dragon form. Now, feeding them to boars? That's even more natural. Supernatural. That just happens all the time. I bring the corpses back. Moving on. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The, the wizard's true neutral. He does whatever he feels like doing at the time. No explanation to it. Just, just all right. <laughs> don't don't look for justification. You won't find that here. As the wizard in dragon form and Peach Pie fly off to handle the last remaining Zolgath and Quetzalcoatlus, the crowd. There's this wave that happens where the people who are closest to the action realize that it's no longer happening anymore. So they just kind of stand up in silence and just look through the hole in the top of the big top. Moonlight, you said you wanted to give a diplomacy action as things were going. Go ahead and uh, give me that. 19 on the die for 39. And it's just to kind of smooth things over, you know. Sorry about this. (laughs) Lucky for you, we are both circus performers and heroes. (laughs) (laughs) Moonlight is you're trying to calm the people down, and even Jebediah is doing it as well. Jeb was standing directly in between the Zolgaths and the crowd on one of the bleacher sets here. Lederick walks up as he's still shaking blood and gore off of his body and says, How did you bring them here? They came here for you. I know this was your fault somehow. That's possible. I don't know how they knew we were here, though. We do have a giant fuck-off colorful tent. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, we moved quite a ways. He throws up his hands and he goes, See what happens when we bring these outsiders into town? Estessa scurries up behind and goes, Oh, no, 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 it's fine. Let her, let her, come, come, come over here. And kind of like hushes him and shoes him off to the side and they start having a conversation. The crowd, right after Lederick said, you brought them here. And hearing Moonlight's response, they start like whispering to each other like, oh my god, are they after these people? Who are they? Why are the Zolgaths after them? Are they the ones that brought the dinosaurs here? A moment later, this doesn't take very long. Peach Pie and the wizard come back in. I come in and drop the dead bodies and turn back into an elf. People are surprised. Can I get a sense motive check from anybody who would be paying attention to the audience? Uh, 36 sense motive? 32. I rolled a one. Let's go with the Moonlight and the Wizard. You both kind of notice this. There's this uh, interesting dichotomy between reactions that are occurring right now. Some of the older folk seem to be having that, like, firm face, like, uh, shaking their fingers at the circus performers. And then there's some of the, the younger folks watch you come in and descend as a dragon and then turn back into an elf. There's a, a chunk of people who just straight out start applauding. There seems to be a clear split between, oh, we're so glad you're here, and rabble, rabble outsiders. Yeah, Moonlight will, like, tap their staff and activate the Ringmaster's staff so that everybody in the place can clearly hear them. 
Well, it's true that the Zolgas likely came and attacked due to our presence here. They were obviously already here. They just got orders to attack us because we have cleared out many of them previously at other what are called the Aeon Towers. Part of the reason we are here in your town is to perform as a circus, but also to investigate the tower nearby, where we believe there are probably likely more Zulgats. Moonlight during your speech, Lederick is sitting with his, his fists on his hips, but Estessa turns her attention to you while you're speaking. The people pay attention to what you're saying, and a couple of the people that look like they might start doing some rabble-rousing start shrugging at each other, like, well, yeah, they did end up, you know, they took care of it really quickly. Maybe it's good to have them here, but they're still a catalyst for what's happening, so there's, there's a little confusion happening right now. Moonlight does not give a fuck what the people actually think. Right. (laughs) I mean, they want to do their best to clear it up, but in the end, if they want to be pissed off or whatever, Moonlight doesn't care. Moonlight doesn't care. Well, Sessa, during your your little speech, is like, you know, was looking at you and kind of slowly stepping toward you. When you're finished, she picks right up, so there's hardly any break at all. And she says, well, what a spectacular performance from the Circus of Wayward Wonders this evening. It was an absolute joy and your outstanding defense of your circus from from the invaders. Well done, well done. And she starts clapping and the crowd slowly, yeah, okay. They start clapping as well. After a little bit, you've got the kids and all of them are cheering. People are coming out from under the bleachers. It seems like they appreciate what you were able to do so quickly in deterring the threat. Estessa then says, After such a wonderful show, everyone needs some good rest, so go ahead and go to your homes and Lederick. And she reaches over and grabs him by his vest. And Lederick here will ensure that you are all escorted back to town and to your homes safely. Uh... Excuse me, may, uh... Yeah, yeah, yes. Perhaps your people would like to eat these dead dinosaurs. Oh, my goodness. Repeat, punch. Quiet. Allow them to go home in peace. Don't offer them dinosaur meat. What, what if it's delicious? Please, folks, Lederick, escort the people home. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. Yes, wonderful. Moonlight will look at Lederick and go, Thank you for the assistance. Well, obviously you needed some assistance. No, we, we really didn't need your help. I say from like the distance, just eavesdropping. <laughs> <laughs> you see him hear that and turn his head and close his eyes. Kind of like, nope, nope, I didn't hear that. And he keeps talking. He's like, I appreciate what you did in protecting the people of town. And he quickly walks away. Like, that was obviously very hard for him to do. Moonlight's actually a little conflicted right now because they said it to try to get a rouse out of him. And he actually was pretty, like, expecting him to get upset about the fact that the outsiders were thanking him or something. Like, oh, he actually, like, swallowed some of his pride there and said, good job. Just a little bit. Thanking him definitely helped. (laughs) You actually see at the entrance of the Big Top Tent, his two brothers have shown up. They look confused. 
They don't know what's going on. You see them talking to some of the locals, and the locals are with exaggerated, you know, motions, swooping down and tearing the the tent. And ah! you hear him try to explain it to them. They still look confused. Lederick walks up to them, takes them aside, and clearly tells them, "We need to get these people home safely." And then they corral the people and escort them from the circus. Now, if you guys recall, you were north of town, so they do have a little bit of a walk to get back into town. Well, luckily they have someone to protect them. With a plus 27 to hit? Yeah, he's definitely able to defend himself. That's he's, sure. he's not a chump. He, he's not as big of a chump as he, he seems. He certainly seems like a chump. <laughs> as the people are starting to exit the circus, Estessa says... I am so sorry about all that happened here this evening. It's just been... She puts her hand to her he- to her forehead. It's just been such a mess. And I appreciate you being so responsive to the situation. Opera had mentioned to me, but I never suspected to this degree how effective you all are. Have anybody seen Zolgas in the area recently? We have been getting odd reports, of course, that the dinosaurs are what people normally mention. If there's anything to be mentioned, I I will say that uh, there have been occasional mention of creatures riding the dinosaurs, but when you have a member of the town uh, claiming that they've seen a Tyrannosaurus Rex, the small lizard riding on its back seems less important. Well, and also dinosaur-esque. Seeing them up close, I I certainly agree. It has been a concern, and yes, I must admit that I was hoping that you would be able to help people to forget any of the troubles that we had, but apparently some of the troubles are a little more exacerbated as they could have been. I will be calling for extra guards from Absalom. You all, she looks up at the giant rip gash in the big top tent at the top, Uh, She says, you all look like you have a little bit of a housing issue. I hope that you stay to perform more. I understand that you need to go to this Aeon Tower, as you mentioned. I hope that you would be willing to perform a handful of more times before you leave. Yes, we will have to see where things lead us. If they are moving quickly, we might not have a choice, but we will do what we can. Well, I have a selfish suggestion. Well can't be any more interesting than the one Opera gave us, so later. We have some tailors that live just outside of town that I believe would be well suited to provide you the canvas to be able to replace and repair your big top tent. However, we haven't seen hide nor hair of the denserts since we asked them to return to town. We are concerned for their safety. If you would like to repair the tent, we would have to visit them anyways, as they would be the only ones who had the materials for this. To be frank, we haven't had a chance to go find out how they are. Hey, Jeb, do you have mending? Is it a primal spell? Then yes. Primal, arcane, divine, and octolite. I could teach it to you. Yes, it's all of them. Like, too bulk. <laughs> we could literally just fly up there and mend it. Yeah, just let me sleep. I will allow you to clean up as best you can. Of course, there are much, and she gestures to the bodies, things that may have been unexpected. I, again. Oh, shit, is that body dirty? I go up and start prestidigitationing the dead body. Cox and I were out the wizard, but mostly ignores it. Talks to the moonlight again. 
I wish you all a good evening, and I do truly, yes, truly appreciate the show that you put on. I do hope that sometime in the very near future, we would be able to get a full four acts from you. Again, sorry for the interruption. We will be calling for more guards from Absalon as soon as possible for that. So no worries to you. This will be a safe place to set up shop very, very, very soon. Where was it you said those tailors were? Uh, the Densert Farm is, is just outside of town. I can give you directions if you would like. That would be lovely. She does. Stupid plot hooks not thinking about magic. <laughs> I mean, Mending specifically says two bulk or less at level, and that's a third level spell. The canvas is way The canvas is bulk. fucking heavy. Canvas in general is fucking heavy. That's true. She asked for help. I mean, obviously, this request was not about fixing our tent. This request was to go check on the people. Moonlight can read between the lines. <laughs> You're not wrong. You said it was a selfish ask, so she obviously knew that it was benefiting her if we did it for her, because they were too lazy to do it themselves, I guess? Given your guys' communication with Opper and all of the experience that you had with Opper, he made it clear to her that requesting things of you might have been a little awkward. So she kind of danced around it. We never make things awkward. (laughs) We never talk about killing someone again because they're not grateful enough for something. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't. We just take it back. Take what back? (laughs) Can't like unresurrect me. It's like, well, we can kill you again. We can kill you again. (laughs) We're still, you know, just after the show. The professor is going to come up after the whole thing. This is. I've never seen this in my, my, my entire career. What happened? I know what happened, but I... I, I mean, it does seem like something that'd be pretty uncommon. I, it's, <laughs> it's I, I would be surprised if you had seen it. Yes, I'm an old man and I haven't seen this before. Not like this. Take care of the tents. I, 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 I don't know what to do with, with the, the, the bodies of these things you said it were north of town like i'm assuming there's woods nearby right yeah absolutely 100 go bury him in the woods feed him to the boars whatever well shouldn't we cut them up and then like say it's you know like meat on a stick and ham steak. sell it ham <laughs> steak and then sell it to the fucking down do we do like a medicine check or a crafting check to see if it's edible, edible? nature check Nature check. Like, could we do that? I would. I would allow me nature check for that. Yeah, do it. Jeb, thirty-eight. Obviously, the Zolgath meat just is rancid. Oh, fuck the Zolgath meat. But the Katsuko Atlases—they're very lean. However, you could easily make a really nice jerky out of that. Well, I mean, lean just means you can't overcook it. That's beyond Jeb. Somebody with a good society check would need to cook it. Ted Perk. I got that. <laughs> the Wiz knows how to smoke meat. 37. The Wiz is a pro at smoking meat. Oh, absolutely. Not only is he our band leader, inexplicably, <laughs> without knowing anything about music, he's also our master chef. I do pyrotechnics. And pyrotech. Well, at least that one makes sense. I feel like it has to be like a conversation backstage. Like, Wizard, what are you doing today? Uh, I, I think I remember being a conductor at some point in the past. 
Can I give that a shot? <laughs> Pull up that baton I have, my inventory. I'm like, yeah, I got this. Have <laughs> a baton in your inventory, too. <laughs> so as far as the Quetzalcoatlus is, you want to make some jerky out of them, go nuts. It's going to take some downtime. Like, I'll give you a downtime activity called make Quetzalcoatlus a jerky. No problem. And then we're going to go sell it. And we're not going to tell them what it is. Either we sell it for a high profit and make a lot of money, or we give it away and have them love us. So when it comes time to inevitably fight Mr. Shirtless, everybody is on our side. <laughs> just giving him food. No, we just sell it for low margin. I mean, honestly, I'm making it. I'm giving this shit away. If you guys want to make it and sell it, go for it. If the Wiz is making it, he's not going to ask for money. He's going to just give the shit out. So the party's standing around a body of one of the Quetzalcoatluses having this conversation. Who's going to do the dirty work carving them up? Me. What kind of check do you want? You want a survival check, I assume, survival. right? Survival. I'll absolutely do it. Not a problem. Oh, uh, that's great. We cut off the troglodytes or the birds? I get a 20. 20's not too bad. We're talking about, like, carving the birds. Butchering the, the pterodactyls. Oh, yeah. I'll teach Gibbs how to do that. Yeah, you'd know how to do it better. Than you don't, you're not doing it very well. You got to cut on an angle. Yeah, you're way better. Jeff with the 34, you know exactly how to slice Did we just these. spend an hour talking about how we're going to chop up birds? Basically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like 10 minutes, but... As you guys are having that conversation, I can only imagine, are you butchering this thing in the middle of the three rings? I mean, I mean we got to clean up anyways. Yeah, there's blood everywhere anyways. So. Why not just make a bigger mess? After the fact, absolutely. While you're, uh, y'all are standing around hanging out with Jeb, talking about, you know, your your plan to give the people some food. Uh, Gidarin and Cubby walk up. Gidarin just kind of stands there with his hands on his hips, just watching. Cubby sits, tongue lolling out of its mouth. They're just watching you right now. Oh, Gidarin, good you're here. We, uh, need to move these troglodytes out of here. Oh, it'd take, uh, take lizardmen burying in the forest then, yes? Yes. Somewhere a ways away. They stink. They do smell. And he, like, walks up and plugs his nose. He grabs him by the ankle, gives him a little tug. Not too heavy. I'll go get some help. Get Gili and Evora and just tie all of them to the back of Gili and just drag him out. That's exactly what he was going to go to. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes back. He brings he brings Jillian, and uh, he does. They just grab some more rope, ties them all up. Evora's Evora was super excited about the entire spectacle. Like uh, out of all of the circus members who cheer you on when you're about your heroics, Evora's halfway running into combat every time with you. She thoroughly enjoyed it. And congratulates everybody the whole time. Especially the wizard turning into the dragon. She liked that. That was a really... That was just perfect. So, as they get tied up to Geely and they get dragged away, Gadarin is just kind of hanging around awkwardly for a second. He says to Moonlight, Uh, Moonlight, can I talk to you for a second? Certainly. What do you need? There's a theater nearby... Fortune's Hall. One of my brothers worked there. Ginritz. Worked there? Well, works there. I say worked 
because I've been asking around town in the time we've been here and we've seen no one from Fortune's Hall for some time. I am concerned for Ginrits. And this hall is just in town? Oh, no, not in town. Outside town. Uh, gambling's actually illegal in Willowside. Oh, it's a casino type place. They said it was a theater. Theater, d- d- entertainment hall. Ah, okay. Catch all building for entertainment things. And so, you're gonna go check it out? You want us to check it out? No, I, I want to ask you if I can go check out. Well, certainly. Okay. You know us, we don't stop anybody from doing things they want to do. I had thought, but wanted to be sure. This way, when he doesn't come back, we know where he is. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> he thanks you. I will help clean bloody lizardmen mess. Dolgas. Right. Or troglodytes. Whatever they are. Depends on if you want to make them mad or not. They smell and they're ugly and they're dead. They don't come that way usually. Well, not the dead part, but they certainly come smelly and ugly. This is true. You haven't even seen the ones with four arms and no head. Like, yes. that's so fucked up. <laughs> there are some big ugly ones also. I will return tomorrow evening. I feel the need to go tonight. Will you be taking anybody with you? Cubby, perhaps? Cubby would like to go. Cubby makes very good scout. He probably doesn't want to be anywhere near these Zelgas anyways, with his nose. No, he, he left already. He's waiting outside, actually. Well, if I find anything, I will tell you. Until then, thank you, and I shall see you tomorrow evening. Well, I'm not sure where we'll be tomorrow evening. We do have a tower to look into. This is Circus Camp not being taken down between now and tomorrow, yes? Oh, no, no. Oh, good. Just I might not be Oh, sure. I'll talk to Professor if need. Yes, please inform the Professor that you are leaving and will be back tomorrow also. I did. He he actually wanted me to mention it to you. That does seem like the Professor. We see you tomorrow. And he turns and leaves. Travel safe. Well, we're never seeing him again, are we? <laughs> <laughs> see Gadarn and Cubby again? Or will Tyler mercilessly kill them off? And what is going on in this town where everyone's hungry and people seem to be missing all over the place? Perhaps we'll find out next time as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.